Welcome to the Married to the Mission podcast. We are so glad you're here. It's our goal for you to train your body physically and spiritually. So together, let's awaken New England to the gospel. We will release an episode bi-weekly covering all topics, which is faith, fitness, and friends. We are all on a mission for something. What are you on a mission for? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Married to the Mission podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Riscati, and typically my husband is a co-host. He still is, but he's not here today. I am doing a woman takeover. I'm going to do a couple fun little series podcast episodes just about all things being a mother, all things being a wife, um, all things pregnancy, just for like a fun little end of the year season episode. And then um, for the first of the year, we'll start up again with our regular episodes together. Um, so if you are new here, welcome. Typically, this is my husband and I together. Um, we are followers of Jesus. We believe in the Bible and we try to live out our faith the best that we can. We have two beautiful little girls, Everly, who is two, and Noella, who is now nine months. And we both are really into fitness and we try to take that parallel of fitness and faith and that analogy and really apply it to our lives for like this tangible example of spreading the gospel and living out your faith for others. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, one thing I'm really asking you to do is to leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both and share with a friend. This helps keep the advertisements out of our podcast episode um, so that it is just an easy listen for you. So again, please, if you are a listener on Spotify and Apple Music, please leave us a review and leave a comment um, and share with a friend. Please, it really helps us out and it helps keep the advertisements away. Um, One thing I really wanted to thank you for is for the 4,000 listeners of our podcast. Um, I'm so grateful for you. We actually have listeners from four different countries, which is so amazing and so crazy. So um, yeah, thank you for your support. It is such a blessing and it's actually like really fun to do this. Um, So yeah, for our supplement company that we work with is Powders. Um, It is an all natural brand. It has no artificial sweeteners um, or preservatives. They sell pre-workout greens and then some accessories. So if you need a pre-workout, check out powders. I have a code for 10% off. That is Kayla31. You can go on my Instagram and you can, if you click the link, you'll automatically see, it'll automatically load it in there. Sorry, I kind of like lost my train of thought for a second. Um, so that is powders. They sell pre-workout, they sell greens and anything good. It is American company. Everything's made in the U.S. and there's no like It's all natural caffeine, so there's no crash. Um, You're getting only the good stuff, none of the bad. Check out powders. It's amazing. Also, if you buy it, feel free to tag us in it so that we can post you on social media um, as a thank you to us. Another thing, too, besides leaving a review, powders. um, One thing is if you can submit a prayer request, if you have one. We have gotten a few prayer requests over the... Um, past couple weeks actually and just a lot of people like struggling with worry and anxiety and just know that we are praying for you every single day we thank you for uh, you know listening and yeah so our prayer request of the day is going to be for 
someone specific who shall not be named, this person wants to be anonymous, and they're going through a season of life that it's unknown. So a lot of times when you, it's funny, right? Like when you're on the outside, like looking in, you're like, ah, wake up, you know what I mean? Um, but this person is struggling in all areas. And sometimes when we're struggling, and we're trying to hear God's voice, but we're also kind of hearing worldliness in the background as well. So I pray for clarity over this specific individual. Um, they asked me to pray for clarity for them. So please, everyone, reach out your hands. The Lord knows who we're talking about. So we're just praying for clarity. And honestly, just I pray that this person puts you first, God. So Lord, I pray for clarity over this individual. God, I thank you so much for this person. Lord, I thank you for my listeners, Jesus. I pray that in a time of worry, myself included, that we choose you first and not get drowned in the worldliness, God, so that we can have a clear mind and we can hear your whisper. Lord, in Isaiah 30, you say, I will hear a whisper. You look to the right, you look to the left, and you will hear your voice, God. So I pray that we lean in and we hear you and we tune into you when it is needed most. In your name we pray. Amen. So fitness tip of the week. Um, I personally am on crutches. I just got knee surgery, but I'm healing beautifully. So thank you so much for your prayers. It wasn't the outcome that I was really hoping for, but I actually learned a lot during this season. I took my health for granted a lot more than I thought I did. I have been literally helpless on the couch and I'm so grateful for all the people who have helped me. But if you're someone who's a mom right now and who's like struggling um, to find like what your purpose is like in your home, because personally I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. And I, before the surgery, I was just like sometimes like, oh, like what is my purpose? Like I'm literally just at home all day. I'm trying to teach my children. But sometimes like I wanted more. But I never realized like how important my role was until I was laid up on the couch so like a messy house is a blessing like thank you god for healthy children to mess my home up um cleaning is terrible in the moment but thank you lord for a body that's a that is able to clean. Like right now I have to really rely on my husband and people helping me to like vacuum and do the laundry just cause like, um, I'm actually like getting around pretty good, but I have to keep my legs straight. So there's like a couple things. I have a canister vacuum. So it's like super hard for me to vacuum right now. And that littlest task is driving me nuts that I like can't do it, but I'm just like relying on other people to help me. And it's just, I don't know, a big step, I guess, in my faith. So. Let's switch gears. That was my rant. That was my ramble. Again, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about motherhood. Um, there is so much I can say about motherhood. So I don't even know where this podcast is going to take me. I'm asking Holy Spirit, just like kind of lead me where you want me to go. I actually just filmed a podcast because I want to do a series on just like things that you need to know as a woman or things I wish I knew um, as like a practical series. And I just filmed an episode on, it was titled, I'm pregnant and now what? And I went through every trimester and I went through all these baby must-haves. In the episode recorded like so pixely. I don't even know, like you can barely understand what I'm saying. So I'm gonna try to edit that. So yeah, I'm a little bit thrown off right now. So I'm using my trusty iPhone to film this right now. And I have a ring light and hopefully everything films awesome. So 
Mothers, if you are a mom, or let's say you're single and you're going to be a mom, and you're, or you want to be a mom someday and you're not a mom yet, this applies to you too. Please do not turn it off because um, this, well, a couple things that I'm going to say are like extremely important to know. And the season of singleness is where you can really start building these foundations and these healthy habits before you step in to motherhood. So number one is when you find out you are pregnant, congratulations. Like that is amazing. Pregnancy is a gift. It truly is. And as a mom, like you have a very, very specific call in your home um, to be the gatekeeper spiritually for your husband and for your children and to really make sure your home is a place that the Holy Spirit dwells and to really make sure there is no yucky spirit spiritual bondage um, within your home because that will really, really, really impact your family. So number one, if you're a mom, um, I really encourage you to step into the habit of prayer walking. This is something I kind of started when I first found out I was pregnant with Everly, but I have developed into a habit and it's still a touch and go habit. I'm trying to kind of like figure out my ins and outs of it. Um, it's a really intimate time that I have with the Lord and I, I take it seriously as my job to make sure that the house is a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. So I really feel like the call of being a mom is uh, obviously a lot of hands-on, but it's a lot of spiritual gatekeeping and that's the only way I can say it. Um, so if you don't know where to start in terms of prayer walking or you kind of like don't know what that means or like know what to do, um, I would suggest obviously asking the Holy Spirit to help you, but start in an area of your home that would be in need. So one thing I always do is when I, I try to prayer walk every day, I set an alarm on my phone and it's usually around 12 o'clock and it's when the kids are typically napping or usually at that time they're either napping or just waking up or maybe like playing in their playroom. It's kind of like a lull of the day. And I usually start in a place that I feel like there's achiness. So um, one really high traffic area in my house, my house is an open floor plan, but one really high traffic area of my house is like the front door and living room. So if I know I'm having people over or um, I have a lot of unbelievers in my life that are not Jesus followers. I really try to pray over my couches and pray over my home to make sure that the Holy Spirit is dwelling there and to break any sort of bondage and have it be such a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit that when people walk into my home, they sense peace. I know that that is my job as a housekeeper and a wife and a mom. Another really awesome thing that has really, really, really helped our marriage. And honestly, Nick doesn't even know I do this and he's going to hear it when he previews this episode because he's at work right now. So he usually helps me edit these, um, is his side of the bed. So I'll go upstairs and I'll go to my husband's side of the bed and I'll just pray over it. And sometimes I'll have the Holy Spirit lead me. Sometimes it's something specific. Sometimes he's stressed about work. Sometimes it's our, like, I'll pray over our intimacy and our sex life to make sure it's healthy and God honoring. And um, 
yeah, so just like taking everything to prayer. And another really, really, really important spot to prayer walk, and this is going to transition me into speaking about motherhood, is the kids' playroom. We are in there pretty much all day. Um, their toys are in there. Their books are in there. Um, making sure that I am saturating the areas that they dwell often in prayer and just like really prophesying over those places and speaking life over those places along obviously with their bedrooms. And then I'll go through different areas of the house. Sometimes my prayer walkings last 10 minutes. Sometimes I put on worship music and it's kind of like an all day type of thing where my day is just a long prayer. Sometimes I really, my go-to is the book of Ephesians. So if I don't really know what to say and I'm not really feeling connected with the Lord in the moment and I just feel like okay I feel like this is a need but I don't really know what to pray for I'll just literally read Ephesians and then things will like pop out at me that I need um so yeah that is my duty I feel like that's really important and what I need to do as a mother in terms of gatekeeping my home is prayer walking so if you're a mother and you do not prayer walk I really 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 suggest it take it seriously because um how are we going to train our children to know the Lord if um we are not preparing our homes spiritually so that is my first suggestion. Number two is I need you to turn to Deuteronomy 6. If you are a mama and you're like, I want to be the mom that the Lord wants me to be and I don't really know where to start, this is the place to go. It's Deuteronomy 6. I'm going to start in verse 4 for the context of the verse, um, but it's pretty much Deuteronomy 6, 7 that is specific to moms. But let me just read it and then have you digest it. I'm reading the NLT version of Deuteronomy 6. It says, listen. Oh, this is God speaking, by the way. So it's him basically commanding this. This is a command for parents. So it says, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Moms, this verse is a verse that you need to live by. I suggest reading it every morning, memorizing it. This is a verse that will help you as a mom step into the calling that you need to step into. Your job as a mother is to train your children to know the Lord. And that is basically what this verse is saying. And that is in any aspect of your home. You need to train your children to know the Lord. So whether that is through your TV, whether that is on your phone, whether that is the books they read, whether that is the toys they play with, like every single thing needs to be a gospel teaching moment. So one thing that I learned as a teacher, and I really applied this to motherhood, and this is not necessarily of the norm, um, but I think it's like really important is you need to speak to your children as if they're not babies like your children are much more intelligent than you think they are so don't dumb down the gospel to them um teach your children the word and teach them the word 
plain and simple. Don't speak to them in baby talk. Obviously, there's some things within the Bible that do need to be shifted a little bit in terms of um, developmentally appropriate for a child. Like, for example, you're not going to give a full-on detail of anything like sexual and moral or something like that, but you can speak about the stories while, while making it developmentally appropriate and not watering it down. So, Number one, as a mom, is your job every day is to get them to, like, want to love Jesus. They need to know that they need Jesus in their lives. And again, I am not a perfect mother in any way, shape, or form. Believe me, I'm not. Um, but I do try every day, and I ask the Lord to help me, to reveal Jesus to my children. And I do that simply by letting them know that they are sinners. Your children are not good. They're not. Um, and an example of that would be you've never taught your children how to lie. You've never taught your children to hit someone. You've never taught your children to um, not have a temper tantrum. You teach them the opposite. You teach them not to lie. You teach them not to do all of these things. And you need to bring scripture into every single part of their day. And that is the most helpful tool that I have had personally as a mother, especially with Everly now that she has entered the twos. Um, so number one is really embodying Deuteronomy 6. So making sure that you are over like the gospel needs to be in every single part of your home. So I, when I was young, like when I was first um, a mom, I didn't necessarily take this verse and the weight of it as seriously as I should have. I let every kind of watch any movie she wanted. Um, I wasn't like super big on like the screen time. I was working, I gave her kind of any toy that she like really wanted. And then recently, like, I don't know, I've just like been really growing um, in my faith. And I just have really felt the call of motherhood, like of motherhood, just especially just like seeing other moms and just seeing like generational baggage, like within our family. And I have noticed that this, this is what this verse is saying is like every single part of their day needs to reflect the gospel. So for example, um, Evie was watching a lot of Disney movies and then she was having a lot of nightmares. She was, I'm not, no, to be clear, I'm not opposed to Disney movies. Um, I think in moderation, they're fine. I really do. Um, I'm not like someone who is never have screen time. No, that's not me. But instead of just putting on a Disney movie when she needed a break or something like that, um, I found shows via YouTube that preach the gospel and are fun for her. And it's a little break and Noella can watch them too. So one of them is Chosen Kids. It's just songs like Christian songs that she can sing to and dance to. Really cute show. And it's actually like not really a show. It's like something that can play in the background because it's really just music. Number two is Life Kids. This is more of a show. Um, this is a kind of a really great alternative to Miss Rachel. My daughter was definitely using Miss Rachel as an idol in a bad way. Like I said, I am not opposed to like screen time or letting my children watch TV. I'm not, but I do know that there's a lot of things that can be very confusing to them um, in the world. And it is my job as a mother to be the gatekeeper to that. So if they need a break, putting on Miss Rachel is probably not the best option for my home and my child. And if you're a mom, like remember that you 
the Lord gave you your children, so you are the mother of them for a reason, not me. For me, I know that Everly cannot handle a lot of secular shows. She can't. It, it develops this evil spirit in her. Um, that's where her temper tantrums come from. I noticed that she has a lot of nightmares after watching a lot of secular shows. Um, so that is just something we really, really, really backed up on. And we found some alternatives to help with that. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean that we don't let her watch anything secular. That's not true. It's just, it is heavily monitored. Another thing is in her playroom and Noelle's playroom too. Noelle just can't read yet, but, um, we post Bible verses in the playroom. So scripture is literally, I took this verse literally and started writing it over the walls and I implemented it into our discipline because really it's my job to discipline the children because Nick is not home all day. He is obviously backing up me when he comes home and when he is home, obviously we have to have frequent conversation so that we are on the same page, but um, really embodying verses for Everly to and Noella for them to know what to do. And that is my job as a mom. So for example, um, if Evie is whining, that's something she really struggles with. She's whining. Um, Titus 2.12 is a verse that talks about self-control. So I did not teach her the whole verse because she's two. So I, I would say, Evie, Titus 2.12 means self-control. What does it look like to have self-control with your hand? So let's say she hit. Um, that, you know, hitting is not self-control with your hands. The Lord says, Titus 2.12, you have to have a spirit of self-control. Um, what does self-control with your hands look like? And I'll have her, like, squeeze her hands together. Or... Um, let's say she's whining. Whining is not self-control with your mouth. So implementing a scripture into the discipline has been life-changing for my children and our home. Um, so there's a verse that says, you know, uh, let me look it up. Um, I think it's in Proverbs. Uh, 22, 6. It says, train the child the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So if you are correcting a child and you are always saying the word no to them, but you're not giving them an outlet on what they should do, your child is going to struggle. So for example, a really good tangible example of that would be a puppy. Let's say you get a puppy and the puppy pees in the house. If you say no and yell at the puppy, but you don't bring the puppy outside, the puppy's just going to pee in a different spot. It's not going to know what to do. It's going to know what not to do. And that's a negative. But we want to flip the narrative to a positive. So if Evie's whining, instead of saying, Everly, stop whining, we need to show her on what to do instead. So Everly, stop whining. Titus 2.12 says you need to have self-control with your mouth and let her figure that out. So now Everly knows that verse, Titus 2.12, we say it over and over again 50 million times during the day, but it's a tangible verse to combat what we do not want her to do, if that makes sense. Um, and that is something that I actually learned, not on my own, was from Ginger Hubbard. So I have a really good resource for you. Um, this is a book, if you are watching this, this is not sponsored, but it's called Don't Make Me Count to Three by Ginger Hubbard. And it just basically talks about like disciplinary, like how to discipline children, especially like toddlers. So I would say, 
I would say two to five years old in this book and it teaches you how to implement um, scripture within your mothering or your parenting. Um, it also comes with a calendar and we actually use this calendar all the time in our house and I will, it looks like this. So there are different, I have it open to this specific page because these are things specifically that my children struggle with. Um, your children might be different. Like for example, Evie doesn't really struggle with like hitting or like crazy tantrums. Um, she's more of like when she's tired, she might do something defiant or have like a mean face or facial expression or maybe will not answer me on the first try or something. So I have it open to this page and it's all right here. This column is child's behavior. And literally I will read this verbatim. I won't even like try to make it up. A lot of this I've memorized, but for example, we use the whining a lot. So I'll be like, Everly, you're whining. Please come up to this chart and I'll go to the whining area of the chart because that was the behavior and I will point to it and I will read it and I will say are you communicating with a self-controlled voice and she'll say no or yes and I'll like help her through that and then I'll say how does God want you to communicate and then I'll say what is Titus 2:12, and then she'll say self-control and then I'll have her apologize and give a hug and a kiss and then restart um and it gives you other verses that combat that. That was just an easy verse for us to remember. Another thing too is um, about worry. And a lot of times like Evie struggles with fear. She actually gets that from me. So I've learned a lot from this. And I will say like, did God give you the spirit of fear? Like, is that from God? And she'll say yes or no. And I'll like um, coach her through that. And I'll say, you know, when you're living in fear, you're not trusting God, Matthew 826 says trust God and she'll I'll have her repeat it I'll have her do a little dance with it whatever um and that helps her combat her action with scripture so she knows what to do rather than what not to do and this has been so so helpful in our home obviously she's not perfect I'm not perfect um but that has been something that has been great another thing in terms of motherhood that has really helped me is me every single morning um, praying for patience and praying for a tamed tongue. So the softer my voice is to Everly, the more responsive she is. No one likes to get yelled at. I'm not saying that stern voices aren't warranted. I'm just saying sometimes it's not needed. And, um, you know, having those scriptures as a mother ready to go, like during the day, um, is really important. And one thing that is great is using prevention instead of, um, responses to what Everly does. So if I wake up in the morning with Everly, like yesterday, you were really struggling with whining. And even before she whined, I'll be like, what does Titus 2.12 say? And I'll have her do a spin and a twirl and I'll give her a little treat if she like says it right or something. And this will really help implement that into her brain. And now she knows it. So that is a practical tip. She also has a podcast. It's Don't Make Me Count to Three. Um, it's the book. The podcast is called Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. And then this calendar goes comes with the book. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on her website. It is such a helpful tool. Another really, really helpful tool is having my Everly really, really likes to read. And honestly, Noella, I think, will too. My kids really, really, really love books and they love pictures. So um, I have the Jesus Storybook Bible. I have one for each child. 
I do not let Noella play with this on her own because the paper, the Bible is paper and she'll probably just try to put it in her mouth. But I have this Bible um, of access to Everly so she can use this book every single day. And she does. She really, really likes it. And she'll open up to a page and I'll teach her exactly what that story is. I will not dumb it down. So for example, um, the other day we did the story of Rachel and Leah. If you're not familiar with that, Leah was not an attractive sister. Rachel was. Leah could have children. Rachel could not. Um, and we just talked about beauty and we talked about what that meant and we talked about mommies and babies and not dumbing down things for your children is going to be one of the most helpful tools as a mother because like this is true scripture. So teaching your child true scripture is going to be the number one way to parent your kid. Um, and I am a firm believer in that. And another really tangible thing to teach your child scripture, like you cannot have a high expectation of sitting down with your child for 30 minutes at a time, just teaching them the gospel. Like it's not going to work like that. You're going to have to implement the gospel in every single thing they do. So if Evie's whining, for example, you have a chance to talk like, see, we're broken, we're sinners. Our flesh wants to whine, but we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, so we don't have to whine. We can get self-control. Jesus gave us that. Thank you, Lord. And something like that. Or um, if the children like need a little break, sometimes I'll sit them on the couch and I will read directly from my Bible and act it out. So one thing Everly really loves me to do right now is acting out the um, the story of like when Mary and Joseph were looking for a place to give birth to Jesus. So I put a pillow on my belly and I put a thing on my head pretending I'm Mary and I knock on the door and I pretend I'm asking um, to have my baby and I pretend I'm different animals in the stable and I have Everly pretend that too. And acting out scripture is like really, really fun for Evie. And honestly, Noella too, she like literally loves it. I use her as props sometimes. And it's just a fun way to get Evie to know the scripture in that way. Um, and I keep saying Evie, obviously Noella too, but she's just nine months old, so she doesn't really speak yet. Um, so if anything, like I'm always speaking around her, again, not dumbing anything down around Noella. She's getting saturated in it, but Evie's now interacting. So um, we've had some trial and error with Evie, obviously, because she is two. Another really, really, really tangible thing is to pray and like for my quiet time or if I need to pray about something, praying in front of your children. Maybe not including them, maybe including them depending on what's going on, um, but praying around your children and living out your faith as a mother um, is really, really, really important for your child children to see. They are their brains are sponges. They are learning and watching every single thing you do. One really cool story about this is um, ever since Evie was born, we have at our church we have served in the kids, and at the beginning of um, church, everyone gets, everyone who's serving that day gets into a circle and we break up into groups and we pray for something specific over that Sunday. So for example, let's just say we're praying that new people give their life to Jesus that day. So we specifically have something to pray for and we pray in a circle and we kind of like do like a popcorn prayer. So everyone's kind of praying over each other, praying over our classroom specifically, 
bring over the church, whatever. And Evie has always seen that. And um, when you're praying as a group, a lot of people are like agreeing in prayer, saying, yes, Lord. Like, for example, um, let's say you're praying and you're just going, yes, yes. And you're like agreeing in prayer. Well, Evie has seen that growing up. So now any time we pray, Evie bows her head, closes her eyes, and she goes, yes, Lord. And it's the cutest thing in the world. But that is something she saw. That's something she learned. That's not something I taught her to do. Um, so you cannot assume that your children don't understand what you're talking about because they do. So being a gatekeeper of your home, like for every single thing you specifically are doing, um, your child is going to be watching that and learning from that. You are the best example of the gospel for your children. Um a tangible example for me too, in like a negative way, this isn't me. I actually really had a strong, it was a struggle. It was a few months ago and I was really, just like really struggling with that. Like we were just butting heads. Um, I'm really trying to, I was like trying to see eye to eye with her. She was whining all day long and I finally like freaked out at her. I did. I was cooking in the kitchen. She was whining and whining and whining and whining. I finally was just like, I don't even know what I said. I don't think I even said anything bad necessarily, but I was like the tone that I used, it was like snotty and rude. It was ugly to me. And she like felt sad about it. And I like immediately was convicted because I had just spoke to Evie about taming her tongue and having self-control and I didn't act that out. So I actually went over to Evie and I got to her level and I looked at her and I was like, Evie, mommy just spoke out of self-control. Like, I'm really, really sorry. Do you forgive me? Um, and I had her put me in a timeout and she laughed and giggled and she, and I set my timer when we do a timeout for Evie, it's always, um, in a place where I can see her. So I sit with her and she has a time limit for what she has done. And she knows that that's her punishment. Like I always say, Evie, you can choose to obey or you can choose to have a one minute timeout, like your choice. And she, I, so I, she gave me a one minute timeout. She giggled and she gave me a hug and she said, thank you afterwards. And so honestly, the trajectory of the rest of our day was so much better. And I think as a mom, our kids are smart and we do not know it all. We do not know the whole Bible, even though our job is to teach them the Bible. Like we do not know everything. So humbling yourself, one, before the Lord and two, before your children is a beautiful example of what a mother should do um, because we are sinners just as much of our, as our kids are. So... Um, that has been one thing that has been so helpful. And I actually heard a little tip from Melena and Jordan. I think their last name is Sissiati. I don't really know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but they're influencers. I don't know them. They're just influencers on social media and they have a podcast as for me in my house. And they implemented recently when Nick and I are like adopting this, but we implemented recently or they implemented recently that every single night before bed, they ask the kids, their kids are older than our kids, but they ask the kids of like what had hurt them that day and if they need to like repent of something that they did, like that hurt their children. So for example, like um, maybe like, oh, it's like well, one of her kids I think was like, oh, you didn't speak to me the way, like that hurt my feelings. I don't even know. And then they have a chance for like forgiveness as a family to like have a fresh start. And that is so beautiful, like humbling yourselves over your children. Because yes, like we have to train our children and we know what's best for them, but we are still sinners. So we are going to be making mistakes and humbling ourselves in front of our children. It's just such a beautiful example. And that with Everly, that that was such an awesome God-given moment. Like, thank you, Lord, for giving me the wisdom and the prompting to like say sorry to Evie because um, 
I don't know, that just like really changed my trajectory like as a mom because I'm a sinner too. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like rambling on and on. Um, another way to really implement the gospel into your um, home is through worship music and not let other music sink in. Um, it's really important to always have like worship music playing instead of secular music and um, making sure that they like learn the words of Christian songs. Like it's like the spiritual realm is real. And again, we as mothers and fathers, excuse me, just hiccups, and fathers, but we are the gatekeepers to our children. So um, it is our responsibility to teach the children like what we want to know. Um, and the last thing I'm going to touch upon is kind of a touchy subject, but um, generational like sin and generational bondage something for me is gossip and not taming my tongue I spoke about this in another episode when the podcast was titled 31 committed but the tongue has the power of life and death so speaking life over your children is so so important and it is important to be the gatekeeper of that from other people because um especially with Noella we have struggled with people speaking a lot of death over her, um, just being different than Everly and being compared to Everly. Almost every single person in our family does it, and they don't mean to. It's not like of ill intent, but it's my job as a mother to protect my children in that way and um, not letting the birth order stereotypes define them. Um, so, for example, Ever or Noella is not the same baby as Everly, and not in any way. Um, Evie was more timid and scared and apprehensive. So in terms of her getting into things, we didn't really have to worry as much um, because she was just timid. Some other things she struggles with that Noella doesn't, but in terms of Noella, she's much more curious. And she's much more of like a typical baby in terms of like getting into things, putting things in her mouth. So automatically she's labeled as a menace, um, labeled as a baby that gets into things, labeled as really hard, labeled like there's been lots of things spoken over her, labeled as crazy, labeled as like all these things. And it is my job as a mom to combat that and not allow that um, to happen inside my home. And there has been things that I have had to step into um, in terms of motherhood that have been hard and awkward and conversations that have had to be made that um, they're, my children are different and praise the Lord for that. They are uniquely made so they should not be compared to each other. And it's hard to do. Like I've been guilty of it too. And it, it's really a sin though. So if you are a mom and you have multiple children, stop pinning your children against each other. And that simply can just start with, oh, Evie didn't do that. Or, oh, Noella did that and Evie never did that. Or whatever like comment you want to be made, like rebuke that and do not allow that into your home. Um, it is your job as a mother to protect the uniqueness of your child. If both your children were exact carbon copies of each other, that would not be God's design. We are all wonderfully and uniquely made. And um, the, the child will not be able to develop into the person that God made them to be if they're always compared to somebody else. And that is your job as a mother. And last but not least, um, 
3 John 1 through 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. So just remember that anything you do as a mom, you're, you should be teaching your child what the truth is. In a world full of crazy, confusing lies, you need to be teaching your child the truth. And that is not dumbing down the gospel. Teach your children that they're bad. Teach the children that they need a savior. Teach the children about Jesus. Don't dumb down the stories of the Bible. Just simply read the Bible to them. Um, act it out. Make it fun. In any aspect of your house, just like Deuteronomy 6, always have a verse posted. Always bring Jesus into any situation we do, even the good, the bad, the ugly. If they're playing, remind the children to thank God for their toys. If they're um, if they're eating, remind the children to thank God for their meals. Like in every single thing, you cannot oversaturate the Lord enough with your children because remember, they're sponges and they're seeing you. So as a mom, pray that you walk out in your faith the way you need to. Um, pray for I pray for patience over you and myself. I pray for um, a heart of thankfulness. And if you feel like there's some spiritual lulls in your home, Prayer walk your house. Um, if you don't know what to say, read Ephesians out loud. It is six chapters. It talks about any aspect of marriage to relationships to momming and parenting and whatever you want. Ephesians will have it. Read it out loud. Um, rebuke those ugly spirits in your home. Um, have the Holy Spirit's house um, dwell in your home and your goal, like your life should be looked at as one constant prayer that never, never ends. You need the strength of the Lord. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you. And as a mom, your job is as a teacher is to teach the children to love Jesus more than you do. And that will be, that will show that you were a great teacher is when your kids can do it better. So, Thank you for tuning into this episode. Hopefully this was an encouragement. Hopefully these resources were an encouragement to you. I hope you have a an amazing week and I love you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Married to the Mission podcast. Remember to follow the Rischettis on Instagram and for free workouts and fitness tips. If this episode was a blessing to you, leave a review and share with a friend. Go crush your week.